Hello and welcome back to Classical Christian Virtues. I'm your host, Dr. Timothy Dernlin, as we journey together toward the good life by cultivating virtue and resisting vice one week at a time. The companion book to this podcast is also entitled Classical Christian Virtues. You can pick that up at Amazon.com or you can get more information at TimDernlin.com. If you head over there, please do leave me a message. I like reading those each week. Finally, Subscribe to this podcast, give it a five-star rating, pass it on to a friend, and we'll build this classical Christian virtues community together. Love you all. Let's get started. Okay, my friends, it's good to have you back here on Classical Christian Virtues. We have a great special guest today. We have a homeschooler from Warren, Michigan. We have Danielle Hodson, and it's so great to have you on. Uh, Danielle, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Dr. Grunlin. I'm really excited to be with you. Yeah, so I'm homeschool mama, two teenage girls, 14 and almost 16. What, what, are, their, what are their names? Emma is the almost 16 and Anna is my 14 year old. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. We we have an Anna as well. Our youngest is Anna. Yeah. Our both youngest are Anna. They're a sweet name, sweet girls, I'm sure. So, so I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. We've been homeschooling for 11 years. Um, I came to classical ed sort of by accident, by the grace of God. Um, didn't like the whole textbook, put it away, textbook, put it away. I thought kids should be curious and motivated by wonder and the creation of God. And so then I came to Susan Weisbauer and then stumbled from there uh, into classical ed. And I'm so thankful for that. So we've been at Classical Conversations. This is our going to be our seventh year. And I'm a director there. This year I'm heading up 11th grade in the high school. Wow. So I've been married for 20 years to... It's a wonderful man, Daniel. So we're Daniel and Danielle. <laughs> um, that's great. That's great. Very good. Have you always lived there in Michigan? Um, except for two years, we were in Tulsa for Bible school. Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. Very good. So uh, you've been homeschooling for 11 years and seven years with uh, CC, with Classical Conversation, and uh, you're a director. What were you doing for the four years before you discovered CC or decided to join the classical conversation? Uh, so I tried to do the like classical ed at home for a year, just trying to figure out what it was. And, um, and CC was new up here then. So we was just around, I think, about that time. And then before that, we were just doing, you know, whatever the little textbooks were in handwriting. The kids were little, so nothing, um, just reading books and their little textbooks, nothing too, too exciting. Although we loved it. Yeah. It was a sweet time. Yeah. So we did about the same time, uh, that you all were probably getting going. We were, we were doing the same thing in Ohio. My wife and I, we've been married 21 years and have four children. And the closest classical Christian school was three and a half hours away. And the closest uh, classical conversation group was an hour away. So we were homeschooling at home for four years and uh, loving it and figuring it out. And then, then God moved us uh, to be part of a, a, a classical Christian school um, over in Delaware and now down here in Alabama. So it's, it's great. So give a plug for homeschooling. So we have a diverse group that listens to this podcast. Some people 
um, aren't involved in classical Christian education in any, any way, and some are deeply involved. So, so uh, tell us uh, your best plug for homeschooling and why it's uh, just such a great blessing. Well, I feel like our calling as Christians is to make disciples. And I think the best, deepest way to do that and the best tool to do that is through classical education, in my opinion. Um, just the formation of the soul towards truth, goodness, and beauty towards glorifying God. But as homeschooling parents, we get to have that discipleship conversation in every moment. It's not just waking up and making your bed and the importance of habits and seeking the Lord in the morning, but it's also, what do I do when I'm frustrated with my math homework? What do I do when this science research paper is overwhelming me. What do I do when I'm frustrated with my sister? What do I do with social media and my phone use and discipline? So as homeschool parents, um, we really get every moment to point them back to the Lord, hopefully with his grace in a way that's pleasing to him. That's so great. I I love that. And I think that um, maybe God used COVID to wake some folks up to the idea of homeschooling and that yeah. they can do it. And it's such a blessing to be so uh, deeply connected with your, your children and and be their primary educators as, as you're called to be. So that's wonderful. And, and, and all, all the, uh, the, the formation that you're talking about uh, leads us right into our topic of classical Christian virtues. So um, you, you shot me an email a year or so ago and, uh, and, and, uh, and we're talking about maybe using the book classical Christian virtues, or at least the the chart at the front of it. So um, take a, take us through the genesis of that and how you've used um, the idea of uh, virtue study and classical Christian uh, classical Christian virtues at uh, as a director at your CC group. Yeah. So last summer, um, there's a group of friends and I up here that we just sort of like to wrestle through ideas of classical ed and text each other as we're cooking and say, hey, I heard this quote today or read this book. So we are just always wrestling with these ideas of classical ed and formation. And a friend of mine came across your book and said, you guys, check out this book. And so we're, we're talking about virtue always. And so I looked at it. I got a copy of it. And I thought, this is fantastic. I'm going to see if I can use this in in a class, in our devotions and class conversations. We're given the opportunity to lead devotions. And the level that I was at, the focus was specifically on virtue, to focus on a different virtue each week. Oh, wow. And I had done it the year before without your book and then did it this year. And uh, so I had asked you per- for permission to use the chart in class and to distribute it for the kids. And so... Um, so each week we just, we started with adaptation at the top and we would just do one a week and we would, that was our devotion. I actually, it was like no prep devotion. I would open that chapter, read the devotion or the, sorry, the virtue and say, okay, guys, how do you think, how would you define the virtue of adaptation? What do you, what do you think that means? What are some examples in your life? Um, we'd read the scripture that was in the book we would talk then about the deficiency and the excess. Um, and then, uh, and just talk about that all really all throughout the day. And so it became just this thing very often then in class where, uh, we're talking about something else and we'd say, well, what, what virtue or what deficiency do you think that is? And we'd grab the chart back out and look at it. And I have a fun story about that later if you want to hear, but, um, 
adaptation was one that definitely stuck, especially was perfect for 2020. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, or, uh, adaptability, um, I guess is adaptability. And so we are, so we'd be doing something and, and then we'd have to get, you know, we'd maybe be doing a science experiment in the kitchen at the church for the co-op and um, then another class would need it. And we'd say, okay, guys, what's our, what virtue are we learning here? Adaptability. What virtue are we learning if we have to go to Zoom? Adaptability. And so um, it was, it was fantastic. I got feedback from parents that it was such a valuable thing to give language to that virtue growth. Oh, neat. That's fantastic. I, 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 uh, you don't really think most folks, um, don't think of adaptation as a a virtue per se. And it's neat how with COVID and everything going on, that that was one you started with. Uh, that's, that's really neat. That's fantastic. And then you talked about a little bit about, um, the vices of excess and deficiency and that coming from Aristotle's golden mean idea from Nicomachean ethics. Was that a new concept, uh, for some of the students to think about virtue and vice in that way? I think, yeah, I think for sure that was a new idea and it, it was just good because we could see, okay, well then I would ask, well, would you tend to be strong in adaptability or are you lean towards double-mindedness or rigidness or where can you implement this when you're meeting your mom and your siblings after class, how can you implement this? Or, um, yeah, it's definitely good. It was great. Put some feet to some ideas. That's great. So, so it's, um, in true Socratic fashion, there's there's uh, a not a lot of text to each virtue. It kind of leaves it to the discussion. And and um, yeah. did it did it uh, did it take some surprising turns as you've gone through it? Or tell me tell me more about that. What that was like. So you you used it specifically before the start of each uh, day that you'd meet um, together. Yes, the beginning of our day, and then almost I would say most weeks we also used it in our literature discussion. Okay. Uh, to- and so one week, a friend had had said to me, she had heard this idea of when we're reading literature to identify with the character that mm, sort of maybe irks us the most. And like, what is it about that person? And so I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this in class. So we were reading Seager Garden. And I said to the kids, okay, guys, let me ask you, who's the character that bugs you the most? And right away, Colin. Colin's the worst. Colin's the worst. <laughs> of course. And so I said, right, he's kind of the worst at the beginning. And so I said, well, what is it that bugs you about him? And so I'm just writing on the board. He's annoying. He's whiny. He's dead. Like all these things. And I said, okay, now grab your, grab your chart. What deficiencies did Colin have? What excesses did he have? And so then instead of just, like he bugs me it's he was stubborn or he was what you know whatever it will put up so then so they're all like we're naming this we're putting a name to the the vice that he has <laughs> and then I said well let me ask you are you ever stubborn at home and they were like oh oh man this is amazing. <laughs> and so just to take it from like accusing this character to like bringing it right home to us and to our action and our virtue growth. And then, and not that I want to make them feel bad, of course, but the Lord uses these stories to help us grow. Sure. Sure. I identify in our own weaknesses and uh, with the character and how we can grow. And then, and then not just being moralistic in that, but seeing that 
we always fall short. We always need a savior. So as I've gone, as I've gone through it, I'm always ranking myself. Oh, I'm a one or two in that boy. I need to, really, I need to get to that, that golden mean. Uh, and yeah. it just keeps driving me back to Christ. So it does, it does. It, like we all, that's something we all have in common. We need, we need the Lord. That's great. So the chart you're referring to is uh, the 60 uh, uh, virtues with the corresponding vice, vices of excess and deficiency. And so, so that's neat to hear that they it gave them language uh, to, uh, to kind of uh, help with even the literature discussion. So yeah, that's good. That's good. And you said uh, parents were starting to get involved with that uh, or he, be on board with it. Yeah. I think it's sort of, within our campus um and we just sort of started talking about this this way a little bit and within my class the parents they really appreciated these conversations oh that's great that's fantastic tell me more about uh your school and your campus and the size of your group that you're working with and how often you meet and where you meet right there in uh in warren michigan so we are actually we're the we meet in Troy, Michigan. So it's a okay. uh, not in my okay. hometown, but um, we have about 40, 45 elementary kids, and then about forty seven middle school and high school kids. Um, and so we meet once a week, thirty weeks throughout the year. Yeah, that's fantastic. So for people who haven't been involved in classical conversations and live in the greater Troy area, um, is there opportunity to join your group or how can they be involved in a, in a CC group in the area? So go to classicalconversations.com and I think it's probably find a campus. There's several campuses in the area. So if maybe like Troy, maybe there's maybe another city that's closer to you, but contact. And then um, that, that link right there will get you connected to who you need to find okay. out more. So. Okay. All right. Very good. So if, if, uh, if your daughters were joining us for this conversation, um, what, what would they say about some of their times in, in, uh, the virtue study and how it, uh, was used in the, in the discussions and then how it spilled over into their home life? So, well, my, so Emma, my, my 11th grader, um, I'm going to be her teacher this year. And I was Anna's last year with seventh grade and moving to 11th grade. And I said, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to do the virtue for devotion. I'm just really praying through it. And she was like, mom, you have to, you have to do this. These kids, like that group of kids haven't had it yet. So she was very much encouraging me to do it um, with them. And I'm really, I'm thinking about actually, um, off topic, but Ben Franklin in his autobiography wrote a list of virtues. So I was thinking about merging the two ideas. That's great. I think 13 or so that uh, yeah. Franklin had, correct? Yeah. yeah. There's actually a little app uh, if you have a smartphone that um, that 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 has those virtues with the Franklin virtues. So it's okay. I've been I've been using some of Bill Bennett's book on uh, um, Book of Virtues um, that he wrote about 20 years ago with all the oh yeah yeah. And, yeah and then uh, and then uh, pulling in more of Aesop's fables and and trying to do a little more prep work. I, I lead a group of 12 men at our school, Bayshore Christian School here in uh, Lower Alabama in Fairhope, Alabama, and um, so we get together for 30 minutes once a week to discuss one of the virtues and. Um, I've noticed when I do a little bit, a little bit of prep work and, and bring something to discuss with 15, 16, 17 year old young men, it helps kind of stimulate the discussion. And, and, um, and sometimes for them, we've needed to link it to movies and then bring it back into 
um, daily life. So it's been fun. When we were on servanthood this year, they said, wait a minute, you've told us virtues are action. They're not just in our head. Let's, let's go serve right now. And so we just got up and walked over to the grammar school and, and served the teachers and, and helped them with some of their, uh, some of their cleanup around the room. So it was fun. They're starting to own it uh, in these group discussions. That's really great. I, I love that. And I love the idea of the fables and the Bennett book. Um, I think something my girls too would say is it's really helped us again, give language to not just this list of 60, but anything they'll, they're saying things to me like, well, if this is the struggle, what's the virtue then, or what's the excess or what's the deficiency. And that's been really good. I think to just realize that, that, following Christ is, you know, we have choices and there's ways that we can, practical ways, definite steps that we can help, that help us grow and change. I think that's one of my favorite things about your book, Dr. Dernlin, is that it, it's not just like, okay, I'm selfish. I have to not be selfish now. (laughs) It's like, what is, what is the thing I need to move towards? What's the verse that I can use what's something I can think about and that's how we actually use it in parenting at home a lot too if instead of like you're being bossy you're being difficult like okay let's look and see what are some of the deficiencies you think you have what do we need to move forward what do we need to pray for and then I think it makes it accessible and attainable that way yeah and then what I've noticed too um is that like you said, it's not just don't be selfish. It gives us a, a point to move toward, um, yeah. moving more into that golden mean or being more like Christ um, and just praying that the Holy Spirit will work in us and and help us to, to see that. But that's been, I think that's been neat for our family as well. So we like to hike on Saturdays. And so we, we keep the book and one of our kids will lead us in a discussion during the 25 minute drive. Um, and, uh, it's been neat. So even our 11 year old has been leading discussions and it's been, it's been really fun to kind of frame that language and just put it in our mind. And so just a, just a common starting place and then just going from there and, and going back into scripture. So yeah, yeah, very good. good. What are, what are some other thoughts on our, on your mind? You want to leave us with any, uh, any, um, any any other thoughts or fun stories from your time of leading these virtue discussions this year? I think it's, I think that this is it. This is the thing, right? If the purpose of education is to cultivate the souls of our kids towards wisdom and virtue, we, we just really need to not miss this. And it's so easy to miss this because it's not on a transcript. Um, so I think that's something that we try to talk a lot about on our campus and and in our home that, that sometimes maybe some of the checkbox things aren't getting done because we need to have these conversations, but then that's the lesson the Lord has for us today. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Just the, the whole idea of, um, that we're seeking formation rather than information. We're seeking the formation of these souls in our care rather than just informing their, their mind. And it's just, um, I I don't ever want us to be tempted toward being a college prep, um, um, co-op or a college prep school, um, that college may or may not be one very small part of, of life and just being a life prep institution and, and, um, 
and just training up children in the way they should go. Um, yeah. Whether that's in math or in, as you said, making their bed. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh, that's great. That's great. So, um, any, any, uh, any, any other last thoughts you want to leave us with? I think that's good. I'm thankful for you and the work that you've shared with us. Well, I, I thank you. This this has been really encouraging for me just to mm-hmm. just to see your joy and hear about uh, even your 11th grader saying, no, mom, you have to do that. <laughs> um, that's neat when the students uh, get it, you know, and, and yeah. these things, a lot of times they're 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 caught more than taught. Right. And so just that um, having these good mentors as uh, you as uh, parents are there at the co-op, it's um it's such a blessing. And when I see the huge movement of classical conversations uh, yeah. around America and the, the Christian classical movement. I'm hopeful for the next generation. I'm not discouraged. I'm hopeful for these leadership vacuums that are, that are we're seeing. They're going to be filled by, by our students and our kids who love the Lord and have been formed um, toward truth, goodness, and beauty. And it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's such a blessing to see what you're doing. And, um, especially that area of the country is close to my heart. I grew up in Ohio and, and, and <laughs> family, family in Michigan. And, and, uh, it's exciting to see what you're doing and what, what God is doing around the nation. Thanks. It's good. Yeah, it's good. I love what you're saying about the next generation. It gives it's hope. There's hope. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for your time. Keep up the great work. I'm, I'm glad that we've started a friendship and I'm looking forward to hearing more about, uh, how things are going. I think uh, you and I were comparing notes beforehand that who knows, maybe our kids could end up at uh, one of these uh, colleges that, that uh, we're looking at. So, um, but thank you so much for your time. And just, you, you, you sent me a couple of really encouraging emails that, um, that uh, as we go through this as parents, um, it's hard. And so just, uh, you probably won't know how much encouragement you and some others have, have uh, provided to me. So this has been fun. And I hope this is inspiring for others to, to jump, yeah. jump into homeschooling or uh, find a, a local co-op near them and, um, and just be intentional with our kids about forming them and, and helping them understand uh, virtue and being like Christ. Yeah, and how easy this is. If there's homeschooling parents listening, this is the easiest thing to add to morning time. You do it with whatever book you're reading. You just add it in. So it's a very intentional but simple, effective way to start folding virtue into conversation. Yeah. Uh, great. That, that was the hope. I didn't want it to be like uh, like Nicomachean Ethics, just something accessible right. and, and anyone can open it and jump right in and have a conversation. Yeah, it's not as intimidating. <laughs> so, um, Dr. Drinlin, thank you so much for having me and inviting me today. It's been great. It's been great to meet you. Thank you. It's been it's been really encouraging. Um, God bless you. You too. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us today. You can help build this community by subscribing to this podcast, sharing it with a friend, giving it a five star rating, or writing a comment or review below. All four of those things really, really help. If you'd like to go deeper into this study, you can pick up Classical Christian Virtues at Amazon.com and follow along with us, answer the additional questions in your book, and dive a little deeper. While you're at it, you can pick up a copy for a friend. If you'd like to contact me directly, please go to TimDernland.com and shoot me a message. I'd really like to hear from you. Until next time, may God the Father bless you and the Holy Spirit guide you as you strive to live like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by resisting vice and cultivating virtue for the good of others and the glory of God alone.